0: Hello, welcome to the Michael Likes Stuff Podcast. Michael here. I sat down with my brother Joel today as we worked through some key matchups in the first round of our The Office Madness Bracket, Uh, and that was a blast. I hope that you listened to that. I did want to uh, go through a rundown really quick of just some recent pop culture happenings. Um... So uh, a lot of NFL news uh, going through right now as free agency, as opening up. Um, the Titans have brought back Ryan Tannehill, uh, and that is a lot of money. I think it's four years, $29 million a year, something like that. Um, so Tannehill has made good on uh, the deal he signed last year. And he played it perfectly. He is going to be a very, very wealthy man. If you need gas or you need uh, something, to hit up, hit up Tan Hill. He'll pay for it. Henry, uh, Derek Henry, also getting the franchise tag. Um, so I'm very, very excited that we're able to bring both of those guys back for this next season. Uh, unfortunately, we did lose Jack Conklin, who signed a deal, very lucrative deal, with the Browns. Uh, And it's not that long of a deal. He will only be 28 years old when that contract expires. I would love to see him back in the two-tone blue, but that does seem unlikely. In other NFL news, um, it has dropped that Tom Brady is leaving the Patriots. And as much as I didn't want him to come to the Titans, um, I am sad that he's leaving New England. I, uh, I don't know why I'm sad about that. I think it was just a joy to compete against him, uh, a joy to root against him, and it's just gonna be super duper weird uh, to see Brady um, playing in a different uniform if he's playing at all next season. That's very, very sad. You know, I don't really remember much of what it was like uh, to have seen Michael Jordan play for the Wizards, um, but it's just gonna be a weird thing to watch. Uh, in the other pop culture realms, um, I it is with great, uh, Joy, maybe I don't know if I'm excited about this. I don't know if I'm sad, but um, Madison has announced on uh, Instagram that her and Peter are not together um, and that they are not going to be together. Of course, she only waited two days after the airing of the live finale uh, to make this announcement. So, all that said, Barb was right. As much as we uh, didn't like what she said or didn't like the way she said it, she was right. Everybody knew that wasn't going to work out. So Um, Madison and Peter are done. Also, uh, they have delayed filming uh, for The Bachelorette due to COVID-19. So I guess we're going to watch Listen to Your Heart and hope that The Bachelorette will still come on uh, uh, when it was supposed to. Um, So uh, I don't think I'm happy for them because um, I know that's still sad if things don't work out. But, um, you know, we all saw this coming. So I do feel... Some sense of happiness in being correct. Um, that said, uh, moving on to Survivor. Uh, unfortunately, last week, Boston Rob sent to the edge of extinction um, one of my favorite all time players. That was a tough one for me, but I totally understand why. He was, uh, it was about as much of a power move as you can do to try and convince everyone in your alliance to stay at camp and not talk to anyone. You can't do that on season 40. Maybe with a bunch of noobs like in Redemption Island, um, you can get away with stuff like that, um, but not here. Uh, at Winners at War. So, Boston Rob sent to Edge of Extinction. I would love to see him get back into the game uh, at the merge via challenge, uh, but we'll see about that. So now that we're in three tribes, um, on next time on Survivor last week, it looks like two tribes are going to Tribal Council. Now, I don't know if that means two tribes are going to tribal council and they're going to conjoinly vote one person out, or if they're both going to lose one person. Uh, I haven't seen anything where that's been made abundantly clear, um, but if I had to predict two people who might be in trouble uh, this coming episode that airs tomorrow night, I would say Parvati is in trouble. I wonder if she'll end up using some of those fire tokens to gain an advantage uh, to try and save her skin. And also our guy Tony, who has been an absolute joy to watch this season. Um, so that said, um, that's what's going on in pop culture. And why don't you stick around? Joel and I had a fun and uh, conversation, fun and rousing conversation about uh, a few Office episodes, uh, highlighting a few matchups in round one. And we will uh, post. Those matchups to Twitter for you, the listener, to vote on at Michael Likes Pod uh, later this evening. Uh, and then uh, we will do another episode for the Sweet 16. And then we will do two more rounds. And then we will do a, a final podcast on the final four. Um, and like I said, we picked brackets ourselves, but ultimately you get to decide. The voter gets to decide. This is a true democracy. There's no electoral college. So you get to vote and your vote totally counts. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, this is Michael. I hope that you enjoy our episode of Michael and Joel Like the Office, March Madness. Hey, everybody. Welcome in to... Round one of the Michael Scott's Dunder Mifflin Scranton Meredith Palmer Memorial Celebrity Coronavirus Awareness Madness for the Cure Tournament. That's that time of year. It's March, and we have some madness for you. If you didn't listen to our last podcast where we overviewed uh, our selections, uh, you can find that uh, on our feed at uh, Michael and Joel like the office selection Sunday. And now we are going to highlight a few key first-round matchups. And once again, Twitter polls are going to be going out that you can vote on uh, today. So be ready to vote because uh, we're going to get this thing rolling here.
1: Sound good, Joel? That sounds amazing, Michael. So, Joel, um, explain how this is going to go, my guy. So what's going to happen is we're going to send it out on Twitter. You're going to vote on it. And then we're going to move that team on, or that episode on. Um, but today... We are going to walk through some first-round matchups um, that we have starred on our pieces of paper. And then we are also going to share our Final Fours with you as well. Um, So, as we go through these, there's definitely some differences between me and Michael's opinions on the Office episodes. And there's also differences of opinions between you guys' thoughts on these episodes. Shout out
0: to... uh The guy who commented that uh, uh, stress relief should be a number one seed? Nolan Weeks. Nolan Weeks. Shout out. out If you're listening, man, thank you for supporting the pod. Yeah.
1: Um, There are a lot of people voting on a a Twitter poll today, or uh, as we speak, um, that was put out by the office Twitter account, who... Just got the idea the day after Michael tweeted at them with our bracket. That is so weird, Michael.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, they didn't even give me a like or a retweet. Uh, Just they straight up stole the idea.
1: They straight up stole the idea. We put our bracket with a blue gradient behind it. They put their bracket with a blue gradient behind it. The only difference is they put the office in the office font, which I think is copyrighted, so we can't do that. And They also put the NBC logo on it, and the episode's are different as well, and frankly, they're worse. So if you really want a good bracket, use ours, please, because we're only looking out for you, and the episodes that they have on there are just not not as good as the ones that we chose.
0: I, I, I don't understand the seeding uh, that they have done here. I don't even um, know if they
1: did seeding. There's no seeds on the thing.
0: Yeah, exactly, and I think that's what I don't get about it. I think that they were, they're definitely pushing for certain episodes to make it further than others, uh, where ours is far more impartial. Um, for instance, they have Benny Hanna Christmas and Christmas Party going up in the first round, so it's clear they just wanted one Christmas episode to make it into the Sweet 16. Right. Also, they just happened to choose a 32-team bracket. That's
1: yeah, funny. that's so weird. You know who else does a 32-team bracket? Oh yeah, we do. You know who else does a 32-team bracket ever in any type of other thing except for the NIT? Nobody. Okay. Yeah. There, it is a plain ripoff, and I wish we could sue them, but we can't.
0: This is what I get. They could probably sue us. They could probably sue us. Yeah. This is what I get for seeking clout on Twitter by tweeting at uh, the Office and tweeting yes. at uh, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey's podcast. Yes. I mean the, the Office ladies. This is what I get. This is all. This is my fault. Um, and you know there was some uncertainty on whether we would be able to go through. Uh, With our bracket uh, as we had planned, as we had set up. Um, But we're doing it because, you know, we're not time wasters. Uh, We have put a lot of thought into this and we recorded a pod uh, that I hope that you listen to. And so we didn't want that to go to waste. So we're rolling through. Uh, Anyways, if you want to know some of the differences between um, their bracket and ours, uh, there's quite a few, um, quite a few differences. I don't really get. See, I, they also put Scott's tots versus Diversity Day in the first round. Right, there's like only one of these cringe episodes only, yeah. can get through.
1: Only like one max cringe is going to get through. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, well, dinner party is the maxest of cringes, but it's gonna it's it's more relational cringe and not societal cringe. So, right. um,
1: yeah. Well, they also they also put the client next to dinner party, which is when Michael and Jan get together the first time. So it was apparent that they only wanted my one Michael Jan episode to make it out of the first round. All these are paired where there's, you know, they're typically together outside of like safety training and broke, which are two completely different episodes. Um, it's, it's very odd. Uh, but they also put some on there and let me just roll through a couple that I was just really surprised that they put on there. Um, they put garage sale on there, which is when they have a garage sale in the seventh season. Um, and Michael and Holly get engaged, and I guess that's why they put it on there. But honestly, of all the ones that say that send Michael off, that is, like, the worst one, in my opinion. Um, also, another one that they used um, was Branch Wars. Not a fan of Branch Wars. You know, when Michael and, and Jim and Dwight put on mustaches and go mess with Karen, I, that's just... That's you know, a
0: funny episode. I thought about putting that in, in my rankings, but I didn't.
1: I didn't. I, I just, like you know of course these rankings that we made are totally made up of our objective our, our subjective opinion but also who made this bracket there was no thought process put into this at all it doesn't seem like they just like threw 32 episodes on a piece of paper they didn't even put beach games on there which is ridiculous um, so Oof. yeah
0: that's man these people think they know about the office
1: but they really don't. The creators they, of the show. They don't understand. They're well, prob- I don't know who has a Twitter n- Yeah, it's not the creators of the show. It's just one random social media person who's just, their one job is to put out office content. All
0: right, intern, we're coming for you. We're coming for you. You stole it, and you didn't give us creds.
1: Yeah, we're, we're mad.
0: At least they didn't complete, like, rip ours just straight out. Like, same order, same seeds. Same title. Same title. Yeah. Uh, I think we would have more of a case if that was true. Right, but, but it's it, not.
1: It is frustrating. Um, it is frustrating. I mean, we're using fair use to make this bracket, so I guess they can use fair use to use the similar idea. But it just makes me mad that it's 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 looks very similar to ours. I, I
0: don't know anything about copyright. I'm just hoping that this podcast doesn't get so big we get in trouble. I don't think it will. Well, who's to say, man? <laughs> all podcasts once were small. So, anyways, Joel, um, we overviewed all of the matchups every seed uh in the last episode so i don't see the need to do that again so what i wanted to do today uh was highlight six or so episode or uh episode matchups and talk about them more in depth
1: yeah i think that's a good idea let's do it
0: okay cool so um I've got, uh, we've got at least one from each bracket that we're going to talk about. The four brackets being uh, the Annex, the Break Room, the Conference Room, and the Warehouse. So if you filled out your bracket at home, you can be looking at what we're talking about right now. Right. So, um, first off, in the Annex bracket, I think the key matchup I wanted to talk about uh, was Diversity Day versus the Finale. Right. So, I have watched both of those episodes today. Why? Why? Because we're quarantined, so we've got to come up with stuff to do. And here's the thing. Diversity Day was even less offensive than I remembered, number one. Um, not to say that it w- wasn't offensive, but here's the thing. it's it's uh, It's satire. That's what it is. It's like they're not being openly offensive. They're saying, wouldn't that be horrible if someone was that offensive? Sorry, man, I need to turn... Um, I don't know how to turn my uh, computer uh, ding notifications off, so that might happen uh, periodically. Um, But anyways, Um, so Diversity Day um, opens up with um, a guy coming in. Well, it opens up with Michael in his office talking to the camera about... how there is someone coming in to talk with everyone about the diversity today, and he's claiming all the credit for. He's like, "Well, I've been I've been trying to get us on this for you know. It's like these guys, you know, they they're jumping on it before we could, and all the stuff. Like diversity is the most important thing uh, that that we do. Of course, as the episode goes, we find out the only reason that the person had to come is because um, Michael Scott did an impression of a Chris Rock bit um, and used some. Uh, racial slurs which are bleeped out so uh, unless you've seen the Chris Rock bit maybe you don't know um, what that is um, but this guy uh, Mr. Brown comes to the office uh, to do a diversity training and uh, his um, organization is called Diversity Today and so he calls everyone in the conference room and of course Michael is not uh, wanting to yield his authority and so he's standing right next to him the whole time as the guy is trying to conduct this meeting. Um and it's just a very funny scene, very very funny. Um anyways, uh the guy finally gets Michael to sit down and they get through the thing. Michael refuses to sign the thing saying that he learned anything about it and the guy's like, "Look, let me level with you. No one else had to sign this. I just made everyone sign it just because I didn't want you to embarrass you." So, Um, Michael signs it Daffy Duck, which he thinks is very funny and hands back to Mr. Brown, who leaves. Um, at that point, Michael decides after lunch, he is going to create his own diversity training.
1: Diversity tomorrow, because today is almost over. Is that the line?
0: He shows, uh, he shows a video that he made during lunch. Um, uh, uh, he says, hello, I'm Michael Scott, founder of diversity tomorrow, because today is almost over. (laughs) And so, just um, very funny, uh, he has everyone stick an index card to their head that says a um, race or ethnicity um, or uh, home culture, uh, and they each are supposed to interact with each other uh, like the other person is that culture, which of course means that they're interacting with them like they would interact with anyone else, you know? Not to say that we should treat all people the same, we should be mindful of that, but that doesn't mean... He was... Michael was trying to get people to be openly stereotypical, Um, and it gets pretty weird.
1: Yes. Like, when Dwight, who I believe has an Asian sticker on his forehead, and Pam says, if I'm going along with stereotypes that are completely untrue, some might say that you're a bad driver. And then Dwight says, oh man, am I a woman? That, like that? Is that what you're talking referring to? Right. Uh,
0: and there was others, too. And Pam only said that because Michael was standing right next to her and wouldn't leave her alone until she said something um, that was stereotypical. And so Dwight's going around trying to figure out what he is, and uh, he's like, come on, just say something incredibly stereotypical so I can figure it out, and this and that. And, um, of course, uh, S- S- Stanley ends up with um, the... Black uh, index card, which I thought was, uh, you know, funny, um, and so it's just like a very uh, a very cringe episode. But honestly, wasn't as cringy as I remembered.
1: I think I think the worst moment is when Kelly walks in late. She doesn't have a paper on her forehead, and then Michael just does a, an incredibly offensive Indian accent to her face, and she slaps him, which should, probably what would happen in real life if someone, if someone did that. Um, but that, to me, I was like, this is brutal. Like, right, and he,
0: and, and he goes on for a long, like, it feels like forever, and she slaps him, and he stands there, and she walks out, and everyone is just frozen, and he goes, great, she gets it. She finally understands what it's like to be a minority. And it's like, yeah,
1: okay. Like, not that she hadn't already understood yeah. what it was like to be. And in so that.
0: I think that goes to show that this is this is an episode about the hellscape that it is to work in the office. It's the second ever episode in the series. They had to establish exactly the type of work environment that they were dealing with.
1: I guess. You know, it was it was at times a very funny episode, um, but I just it hasn't aged well with me and I think that I don't think finale should have any problems with it. Although finale is a completely different episode. I just, the
0: finale. Okay. Now let me talk about the finale cause I have some thoughts. Okay. So the finale is the number three seed going against number six diversity day. Uh, number three, uh, seed in the annex finale. Um, it's a double episode. So it's like a, it's like, if you're not watching it on Netflix, like 45 minutes, 50 mm-hmm. minutes, it's not a real episode. It's more of a reunion show. Yeah. Which isn't a real episode. Granted, uh, with the way that season nine went, they really needed this um, because it continually plays back to a lot of things that have happened in this in the series. Now, granted, I watched it today and I cried. Yeah. It's there are some really, um, really amazing moments. Um, the, it kind of starts out with Dwight telling you uh, what, is, what the last year has been like for him. Uh, he tells you that he and Angela are getting married and that they're doing the, um, it's set a year in the future and that they are uh, have a like a Q&A with PBS that they're doing um, the next day and uh, it, it shows uh, the time when Dwight fired Kevin, which has happened in the last year. Um, which I thought was funny, and Dwight apparently also fired Toby in that right. same scene uh, by giving them each cakes because Stanley was retiring, so Stanley got a cake, mm-hmm. and then Kevin got a cake, and Kevin was like, "Why do I get a cake?" And it's like, "What?" And he wrote uh, "Get out" on the yeah. cake. Um, and then Toby got a cake too. So, um, just uh, that was funny. There's a there's a lot in the episode that you got to see. It was. It felt like a really long episode. Um, you know, you have uh, Dwight's bachelor party, Angela's bachelorette party, which uh, Angela at Angela's bachelorette party they had a stripper come, and it was Meredith's, Meredith's son, son, which was mm-hmm. um, pretty a pretty hilarious thing. Uh, Moes then takes Angela because of a shrewd uh, family tradition, um, and puts her in the trunk of his car, and Dwight has to go and meet them at the bar and buy everyone beer. So um, it's just a really silly episode with some very heartfelt moments.
1: Yeah, um, but, you know, it, if you look at it as, like, uh, if you have a laughometer on all these episodes, Finale is not at the top of that list. It's not. But it also has far less cringe, although Ryan and Kelly literally abandon a baby and run off. That's not cringe. That's just like
0: that's just that's
1: unbelievable just Ryan and Kelly doing being very irresponsible. It's, it's just a right? Ryan and Kelly thing. Um and just looking at at the way that it closed the season. So a lot of people did not like the eighth and ninth seasons. I personally like the ninth one, okay. Um and it closed it up really well. You got to see a lot of people were like, Oh, it's nothing without Michael Scott, and Michael Scott came back. Um, so I think the finale is going to make a run here. I see it definitely getting past diversity day, which is really, you have the two, this is basically like a microcosm of the whole, the whole bracket here. You know, you have, you have the most heartfelt episode versus the most, one of the most cringe episodes.
0: Yeah. You've got, uh, the low post, uh, offense, like you, you, got, uh, Tim Duncan and David Robinson, and you know, if you play that style of play now, you just might not win if you're playing against um, a the, team like the, the Rockets playing small ball uh, with the new rules, no hand checking. It is 2020 now, and so um, yeah, it seems uh, like Finale is probably gonna win. Although I wanted to give Diversity Day its due. It's a it's a classic a classic episode.
1: Yeah. Um. So it'll be a good it'll be a good matchup. Uh. Watching the Finale Day, I love I love the ending shots where they say you know, what this meant to them and and it's like a closing thing when Andy says, like, I wish someone tells had told you when the good old days you were in the good old days before you actually left them. And I remember And then he says, I wish someone would write a song about that, which someone right. did. Yeah. I think that um that sticks with me because I was watching that one day with mom while I was in the room and she wasn't she's watched some episodes of The Office, but she hasn't watched the whole thing. Um, probably a good thing for mom, but if you're listening, shout out. Um, and when she watched that, she said, there's a lot of truth to what he just said. And, you know, I think, I think for us, like we see it, like I see it, like, you know, moments in college where I didn't realize like, whatever I'll look back and say that's a good thing or, um, there weren't really many moments in high school that say that. Um, but even right now, like maybe 10 years down the road, you know, uh, I'll think about the time that I lived with. Mom and Dad for a couple years, and I'll think I'll think about that. And think I think about
0: the time you got to come on nationally syndicated podcast, Michael. Like stuff,
1: and this is not a nationally syndicated. podcast. But in podcast. ten years, it um, will be. So I'm saying. So that's that's kind of that's kind of where it hits, you know? Like someone who's who's seen so much life, saying, "Yeah, that's facts." Like like, take a look around and let's try to enjoy it. And I think that affects. As much as we want to say sitcoms are just stupid, funny things that we watch and, and, and kill our time with, I think we also are affected by things that we put into our minds and in our brains, and I think that the finale was a good episode for that, unlike Diversity Day. So that's my argument for, for finale over Diversity Day. So Joel's Day.
0: choosing uh, one sitcom episode over the other because of the uh, moral backbone of it?
1: Not necessarily, oh. but yeah, it's part of it.
0: Okay, that's what I thought. All right, Joel. Uh, let's move on to our next matchup. What do you want to talk about next? Oh, for the record, the winner of Finale versus Diversity Day will go up against the winner of Goodbye Michael versus Gossip. So. And
1: I'll have a strong chance of beating either of those. I think. I think. I think Finale yeah, kind of- Diversity Day is a powerhouse.
0: Yeah, I'd say so.
1: So, um, well, let's move across the bracket here. Let's talk about the four or five matchup in the Conference Room region. So, it pits the first, the first hour-long episode of Season 4, a Fun Run, against...
0: One of my all-time favorites.
1: Against Christmas Party. Now, when we talk about Christmas Party, there is, it's A, a Christmas episode. It's the only one we put in here for a Christmas episode. Uh, Benahana Christmas is a good episode, but we chose Christmas Party over that. Um, and when we, are, when we are looking at... Christmas party, there's two pieces of it. There is the max cringe that Michael gets something for Ryan and then gets gets really butthurt about not getting a good enough present after he Speaking spends. of
0: phrases that don't age well, Joel. Butthurt.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, there's that cringe part, and then there's the second part, which is the heartfelt with Jim and Pam, where Jim gives her the teapot, and then she trades the iPod for the teapot. Um, and you see the card that comes in that because it's t- Christmas time is the time that you uh, tell people how you feel. Um, but he ultimately doesn't. So when we look at Christmas party, those are the two aspects of Christmas party. Fun run is a crazy episode. Uh, it's, it's an intro where he, they talk about Jim and Pam aren't dating yet. And then Kevin's like, are you kidding me? Shim and Pam are totally, and then he says stuff that I won't say on here. But, you know, it's like, like Fun Run is a great, a great episode because it incorporates storyline with insane Michael Scott where he hits Meredith with his car and, and has a fun run for her.
0: It's actually a, a rabies, it's a fun run for rabies awareness.
1: Yes, yeah, but she goes to the hospital and finds out she has rabies. So Michael Scott claims he saved her life by hitting her with his car.
0: I mean, he did, you know,
1: in a way. So yeah, what are, what are your thoughts on the, on the matchup? I th- I think it's really interesting. Why I could go either way on it.
0: Uh, Fun Run is my favorite episode. Well, it's at least in my Mount Rushmore of episodes. Um, I I think I love Fun Run. Uh, for me, it, it's going to win this matchup. Christmas party is a great episode. Uh, the teapot um, thing. It's you know that's really cute and it's very Jim and Pam and that whole deal, um, but Andy's nipples chafing is probably like one of my favorite moments of the whole um, series, so I am definitely pro Fun Run on this one.
1: I I think I'm going to pick Fun Run as well, and I, I think that um, it's just a really funny episode. You have all sorts of things with each character. You get to see each character really well in that episode. Christmas Party, not as much. It's really a Michael, Jim, Pam, Dwight episode, um, which a lot of them are with that core four. But the fun run, you really get to see everybody. Um, and that's that's really cool to see. So I'd probably say fun run too. Is there another episode you want to talk about, Michael?
0: Yes. Um, I want to talk about the four or five matchup in the break room, uh, which is uh, Office Olympics versus Company Picnic. Um, these are just good episodes. Uh, both of them. Uh, where they, it's kind of an out of the ordinary thing. So in in Office Olympics, Michael has, um, there's two storylines running parallel to each other in this episode. Uh, Michael, uh, has, is going to close on a condo, uh, and he takes, uh, Dwight with him because Dwight begs him if he can go with him to help him close the deal. And, uh, Of course, Carol is the real estate agent in this episode uh, that Michael is dealing with. Um, And, of course, Michael feels great about the condo. He's very excited to get the condo. Uh, And when he and Dwight get there, um, Dwight first off says, this is smaller than your other place. And Michael says, well, you know, that's why I'm buying instead of renting. You know, still a step up. Right. Trying to make him say He's okay. He's not freaking out about buying the condo yet. Um, and then uh, Michael goes up to show Dwight and the camera crew the master bedroom. And, uh, of course, Dwight says something about how thin the walls are. Yeah. And you start to see Michael freak out about, um, about buying this condo.
1: Something, something I want to jump in with, because there's something so small in that little scene there that I did not realize until I hooked it up to the speakers in one of my friend's cars while we were watching it one day. If you listen to it, and Dwight says, "Oh, these babies are thin," and he puts his ear up against it, and you can hear people yelling from like the other side. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that's something that I didn't realize when I watched it for the first time. That's just like a little nugget in there. That's just like like hilarious, hilarious.
0: Right. Right. And so uh, also with that storyline in this episode, um, Jim uh, does that thing where he he. Pam says Jim sometimes dies of boredom and it's my job to uh, revive uh, revive him. him." Mm -hmm. So they're supposed to be working on their expense reports and he goes over to Oscar's desk to ask him a question about expense reports and he sees that Oscar and Kevin have been playing paper football and keeping track of who won for the last two years at work. Um, Which this intrigues Jim and he begins to go around the office and figure out what sort of games people are playing during the day Uh, to keep themselves having fun and busy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this leads to uh, the Office Olympics, um, which featured um, medals that were made by Pam out of yogurt tops and paperclip necklaces. Um, So uh, they play games uh, like uh, guessing who's the next person that's going to come out of the elevator. Uh, They uh, strap, Uh, big paper um, packages to their feet and race.
1: And Flonkerton.
0: Flonkerton, yes. Yes. Um, Which Jim continually mispronounces and it's, you know, but he's doing it on purpose because he's being cute, you know. He's being, it's a very Jim episode. It's another very Jim and Pam episode. Yes. uh, As Pam is falling in love with Jim even though she's engaged to Roy and Angela said, Pam asks Angela if she plays any games, and Angela says, "Yeah, I play Pam Bowling sometimes." And she says, <laughs> "What's Pam Bowling?" And she says, "I uh, get a point every time uh, Jim goes over to your desk to talk to you." And she's like, "Yeah, we're friends." And she, Angela just gives her that little look.
1: Apparently. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so that that's playing out through the episode too. Um, so it's just it's just a fun episode. Um, and it's it's a it's a very classically Jim and Pam episode, yeah um, not when they're not dealing with the immense character flaws.
1: you really see the tension in that relationship um with she like that's when she first realizes like, oh, people think that we're a thing. like maybe this is like inappropriate. Maybe I should stop this. Um and you see that later in in the fight when he picks her up and all that stuff. um so that's when you really first start to see it there. Um, so, that's Office Olympics. It's a great episode. Company Picnic is another great episode. It's a very different episode because almost none of it takes place in the office, or I don't even know if any of it takes place in the office. Um, but they go on this picnic, and um, they're just talking um, about... Holly
0: Flax is there.
1: Holly Flax is there, and Michael talks... He's he's trying to build himself up to say something to her, right, About about... Um, them and he's and then he ultimately doesn't um after they put on a horrid show um of telling Buffalo that they're gonna close down. Um and yeah that's that's pretty much the episode and then you have volleyball um where Dwight's friend Rolf is there and he's he's causing Angela all this ruckus. Um and
0: uh Yeah, Rolf just coming off the top rope out of nowhere
1: and yeah just to like go I mean, off on Angela.
0: Yeah, it's a very strange uh that part of it is very strange. And of course, uh you have um Dwight being misogynistic towards Pam, acting like she doesn't know how to hit a volleyball. Right. Uh and then it and then vo- Pam like they show Pam doing a a really awkward looking serve, serve? but apparently was amazing. Right. Um but you know, you just you just believe that she is good, you know? Right. Even though her form was not great. Not saying I could be I better.
1: We don't know. Like, maybe that was really good. Yeah. I, and, I don't know.
0: And so, um, anyways, uh, they do a thing. Uh, Pam's talking to the camera and she says, you know, like maybe I played a little bit of volleyball in junior high. You know, maybe, maybe a little in high school. Like, Went to volleyball camps every summer. Maybe played in college. <laughs> yeah, and um, so that's just a funny one. Uh, and then uh, Pam goes down uh, with an ankle injury or some something. It's not really super specific. Some she she goes down in a pretty harmless looking fall, but she's 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 not that injured. Um, but uh, Charles from corporate, who if you remember was the boss during during the uh, Michael Scott paper company days says, oh, wow, like, you're an injury. You need to go see a doctor, blah, blah, blah. And they're all like, dude, you just want to get rid of our best player because Pam is crushing them. And then David Walsh is like, oh, yeah, you should go get that checked out because they don't like losing uh, because they're corporate uh, and they're black T-shirts. So Pam and Jim go to the doctor.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, there they find out that they are pregnant and Dwight has to send in the subs after stalling in the most ridiculous ways where he kicks a volleyball like 100 feet from the court. Um, and yeah, 33 yards. Yeah. Good math, Michael. Thank um, you. So so that was that's a good episode. Um, and right now it's going up against Office Olympics, just like. To me, Office Olympics is an all-time episode, just in my opinion. I put it as my second favorite episode of all time. I'm definitely going to pick Office Olympics, but Company Picnic is a good, is a great episode, um, and I can definitely see um, why someone would choose Company Picnic to go far and have it be one of their favorite episodes of The Office. Um, who do you have winning this matchup, Michael?
0: I have Company Picnic winning this episode.
1: Nice. Um, so... That one is a good matchup. There are two great episodes, uh, and we'll see what happens there. Um, what else? I I have another one, and I think this is a huge one. Um, the Dundies and The Return are matched up in a 2-7 matchup in the conference room region. The Dundies, everybody remembers, this is the first time they did the Dundies on, on The Office. Um, they're in Chili's. Pam says, I feel God in this Chili's tonight. But the return has so much, and I don't think people realize how much the return actually has.
0: Okay, what's the rundown on the return?
1: The return starts out. Dwight is working at Staples because he had to quit his job because he tried to hide um, his relationship with Angela. Okay? okay, so that's that's plot one, number one. Okay, number two. Andy is saying yes to Michael all the time, and and there's a there's a little interview with michael where he's like i don't understand like on paper or he's talking to jim he's like on paper me and andy should be best friends like he when he when, and jim's like well when you say you like something he says he likes it too he's a yes man and he's like well that's not necessarily true because when i say i don't like something he also says he doesn't like it <laughs> um so yeah yes i don't like it <laughs> so um he like there's a shot of andy literally walking in the office and Michael's just hiding behind his door (laughs) to think that Michael Scott is hiding from someone else because the other person is so annoying is just a hilarious plot line, (laughs) an incredible twist. Um, So there's that. And then Andy, this is a very Andy centric episode and Andy is bothering Jim so much that Jim's like, we have to play a prank on him. So, because he, he's like Andy calls him tuna all the time, and he like goes fishing for for tuna, and then he's like tries to like reel him in.
0: And <laughs> I think the tuna,
1: the big tuna thing, is is probably one of the
0: most underratedly funny things on the show, and it, and it keeps going; it doesn't stop. Yeah, like, I I love Andy so much, man. Like I love he, Andy so much.
1: When Jim meets Andy's brother, Andy's brother's like, oh, tuna. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Andy's must have just been talking about Jim, but only calling him Big Tuna. Um, so I think, I think that's hilarious. But anyway, so this episode, they play a prank on him. They steal his phone, which his ringtone is just Andy singing a cappella with himself in perfect harmony. And that's his ringtone, and he calls it all the time. So Jim steals it, and he asks Karen to steal with him. And you really start to see the tension between Jim and Karen, why they're not a good couple. Um, so then Jim goes to Pam and then they they get together and they put his phone up on the roof uh, in the ceiling um and then they call it when uh Michael says no I don't want to I don't want to hang out with you at all and uh then Andy's like I'm sorry that some people think it's funny to steal someone else's phone and then he goes and and, and punches a hole in the wall um
0: yeah and yeah I that,
1: didn't know I forgot that
0: was in this episode
1: that is a hilarious a hilarious episode just the the um it really hits the ridiculousness of the office just with Andy being absolutely so annoying that Michael Scott thinks he's annoying and then Andy punching a hole in the wall because he gets so mad and then he has to go to anger management um and then you see Michael go to Staples um and get Dwight back after Dwight has the conversation with that famous actress, I don't know her name, but I see her in everything. Um, and they interview her. Um, she's like, I do not like him. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I just think it's a great episode because you start to see Michael and Dwight reconnect and uh, they're like friends again. Um, so I think that's a great episode and I ultimately like it better than the Dundies. So wow. to me, wow. I think the return is going to pull the seven 2 upset here um and beat the dundies um cuz there's so much to impact in that episode and i think I, you know you're an andy fan right michael
0: i'm a huge i might be one of the few big andy fans out
1: there so if you're an andy fan out there if you're an ed helms guy i think this episode really shouts to you um so there you go
0: okay i have the dundies but um i'm i don't i'm not in love with that episode i actually think that Uh, the inside this bracket, inside the conference room bracket, we've got a, a four episode, um, thing. Like one of these teams is going to make the elite eight. And I don't know that I would put any of them in my top eight. We've got broke Ben Franklin, the Dundies and the return. Right. Um, I'm not, I think that might be one of the weakest, uh, four episode pods that we have.
1: Right. So, Um, yeah. And I, I think. That's why. Are you ready for this? I'm gonna drop a bomb here. Okay. I think the return is gonna go all the way to the Elite Eight, if not further. Okay. Wow. Because I just think I just think right there, you know, Broke and Ben Franklin, those are solid episodes, but they're not they're not, you know, killers. Um yeah. they're not a giant. Um but once you get to Casino Night and or andor Fun Run, um, that'll be a really big a really big matchup there. And I'm not sure that the return can push past those. Um, but, but I got the return going, going pretty far in this one.
0: I think for me, just the Dundies is an iconic episode. I think there's a few of these that people even like if, if all you're doing is looking at the name of the episode and voting, right. Which I think is going to be generally true. If that's all you're doing, I think that you're going to remember the Dundies and you might not remember what happened in the return. Right. Um, you know, similarly to uh people wonder why people put signs, of course like the educated outside of a polling place, uh the educated voter does not need the signs. Um, but when I'm voting for, you know, district the, th- the third most important person in city council right. from my district, um you know how how many people have taken the time to to right. do the research there. And for those, I just don't
1: vote because it's seemingly like I don't want to vote for a bad yeah. person.
0: You don't want to vote while uninformed, right. of course. Like in untruthfully, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not one of these people, but there might be people out even in a general presidential election that don't know and they just see a bunch of signs like, oh, my neighbors they have this sign in their yard. Like yeah. maybe I'll vote for maybe I'll vote for Biden, maybe I'll vote for Trump, you know, just because that's what they're doing.
1: That's why TV ads are such a big deal. That's why Bloomberg got up on almost nothing. I mean, Bloomberg
0: ended a, up with like 22 delegates or something like that.
1: Yeah. Maybe 30, maybe 32 just by spending a lot of money. He was in one debate. And so it's really like, and then you look at Biden who has spent hardly any money before super Tuesday. Right.
0: And, uh, it's a lot of it's just name recognition. Yeah. There you go. It's like sometimes just being a person that someone's heard of, uh, can pull a lot of votes your way. And so, uh, for that reason, if no other, I do see the Dundies going at least to the Elite Eight episode just because um, if for no other reason, then I, f- I feel God in this Chili's tonight. Like if these, if these vote, voting is going to be on Twitter and that is a Twitter thing. Yeah. So uh, that's what I think about we'll it.
1: We'll see. We'll see. Um, and we'll put, we'll put the seasons and the episodes there too. Um, so if you want to go watch them or whatever, we'll do that too. Um yeah, so that's that's four. I think we have two more. Is there one that you want to do, Michael?
0: Let's see here. Um let's talk about uh stress relief versus Scott's Tots.
1: All right, let's do it.
0: Uh stress relief versus Scott's Tots is the two versus seven seed in the break room bracket. Um if you remember, stress relief is the episode that aired after the Super Bowl. It has the highest ratings of any episode in office history. Um, it began, uh, with a fire alarm going off, um, that Dwight set into motion, uh, causing mass hysteria in the office, um, including, uh, Angela putting her, throwing her kitty, uh, her cats up into the, uh, ceiling. Um, Stanley having a, uh, heart attack. Was it an actual heart attack? Uh, yes. Yeah. An actual literal heart attack. Right. Um, and, uh, probably that's probably one of the best cold opens in the whole show's history. Yeah. Which I'm about the cold opens because if, if the cold open isn't good, if I don't start off laughing, right you know, it's going to take a lot to get me super into it at that point.
1: And if you start off laughing, it could be a poor episode. You'd still laugh more. Right. That's um, why comedians have, uh, opener comedians.
0: Right. And that's why it's good if uh, someone is interviewing a lot of people for their job um, in a row. It's good to be the first person. and It's good to be the last person uh, because, Pete, you're more memorable that way. You don't get caught in the middle. And you might think that's dumb. That is a true fact. Uh, If you want to know more about that, you can read um, uh, When the Secrets of Perfect Timing. Um, Find that on Amazon. It will revolutionize the way that you work. Uh, No, they are not a sponsor.
1: Okay, good to know.
0: Yeah, so anyways, um, Stress Relief is a two-part episode, um, and it's filled with uh, funny Stanley moments, which I love. Um, Stanley comes back to work with a heart monitor on um, that beeps, and so there's a funny scene in which they're all laying on the floor in the conference room, and Michael is trying, attempting to make everything a chiller uh, work environment uh, for Stanley and everyone else and, uh Stanley's heart monitor begins going faster and faster and faster as Michael gets closer and closer to him, um, and so as it turns out, Stanley just needs a break from Michael. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's a funny episode, uh, a lot of good, uh, Stanley, Stanley stuff, um, and, and, and do you have anything else to say about that episode?
1: Yeah, I think the funniest scene outside of the cold open is when they have the cpr dummy and um they are doing uh, oh yeah another very ha, gif ha, moment uh uh staying yeah. alive staying alive and then and then michael does first i was afraid i was petrified and they're like no 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 that's not they're you're gonna lose them like and, and uh they're like what's the first thing you do when when you come across someone like this and it's like check for a wallet <laughs> that's what creed says and then uh oh my gosh creed uh or no, that's what Dwight says and then and then Creed says, oh, I already checked. He had not how he doesn't have one. And then they get in the whole conversation, it's like, Well, if a person doesn't have arms or legs, is it really worth saving? <laughs> um and then Kevin t- Yes, <laughs> for the record, it, it is. It's just and, and Kevin's like, Well, I could live with no legs. I don't know about no arms And they're like, Yeah, no legs is basically how you live right now, Kevin. Um and oh, uh Kevin. Then Michael cuts the face off the dummy and Then they go to corporate again. Um, Dwight cuts the face off the dummy. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A very, another very popular Twitter moment.
1: Yeah. Uh, So it's a, it's a crazy episode. That's that's stress relief. It's hilarious. It's absurd, but it's not in a, that, that, that episode is funny and hilarious, but not in as much of a cringe part.
0: Yeah. It's a more, more so wholesome episode, but yeah, um, If you're into wholesome humor. Um, And uh, Stress Relief is going up against Scott's Tots, um, which is, uh, as far as societal cringe goes, this is up there with uh, the best of them, um, where Michael has pledged college to a bunch of students when they were, I don't know, first graders, Mm -hmm. something like that. And uh, now they're about to graduate high school. And um, I don't understand why he still goes to show up at the school. Like, what What was he thinking, like, even showing up there to show his face? I don't know. Face? Maybe,
1: well, Pam was like, you need to go, you need to go, because he had rescheduled multiple times. That's what he says. And uh, Pam was like, no, you're going to go, and you're going to take Aaron. Um, and him and Aaron go, and it's awful. Um, Just seeing Aaron
0: love the Scots taught the song. <laughs> I love Aaron so much, because she's... Just pure joy. Oh, yeah. So innocent, you know? Yeah. She's like, this song is awesome. Hey, Mr. Scott, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Make Make your dreams dreams come true. (laughs) And she is um, just like the vibe difference between her and Michael in this episode Mm -hmm. uh, is really, really fun. Um, Just to see Michael completely dreading it and Aaron being so uh, naive to the gravity (laughs) of the mess up that Michael has made here. Um so uh Scott's Tots is an iconic episode. Mm-hmm. Um I think at any fan of The Office uh if I said Scott's Tots they would know it they would know the song. Uh there's things about this episode that stick out. So just I, I'm going to go back to the way that we're performing voting here. Right. Um and for the record when I was making my bracket I wasn't doing it based on this I was doing it based on my favorites. Right. Um Same. but I I pick Scott's Tots to win because I like Scott's Tots more. But I also think that uh, the pure um, avenue that we're using for voting on this, using Twitter polls, uh, I think that when someone sees stress relief, uh, even if they see the season and episode, I think a lot of people might know it. I don't know that everyone would. Yeah. I think if you're a fan of The Office, though, you know about Scott's Tots. Yeah. And so I think name recognition for Scott's Tots is going to push that past stress relief here. I got a I got a Cinderella story brewing at Scott's Tots.
1: Interesting, that is quite the upset because a lot of people say stress relief is their favorite episode, and I think that that's fine. I that's fine for them. You know, I think if you line up Scott's Tots next to Goodbye Michael or the Dundies, I think it may have a chance to win. But I stress relief is too much of a powerhouse. I just don't see it happening. Um, but yeah, you know, if if that's your if that's what you want, great. Then yeah, move that forward, but um, not a fan of Scott's tots, so I will be voting for stress relief 100. Um, so yeah, but that's that's that matchup. Anything more to add on that one? No, I'm good on that. All right, there's one more that we want to talk about that I want to talk about it is Threat Level Midnight and email surveillance. Okay, personally, personally, I love Threat Level Midnight. Uh, I talked about it a little bit on the earlier pod. Um, you really get to see everyone come back together for Michael Skarn, where he's married to Catherine Zeta Jones and all that stuff that he does where, you know, he kills Toby and says it's the most expensive shot in the film. Um, but it was vital to the storyline, which it absolutely was not. Um, and you have email surveillance, um, and email surveillance. You have Jim inviting people over to his house and Michael comes uninvited. Um, not the only time someone comes uninvited for the series, but, um, you see, you see so much, uh, you see so much that, uh, happens there. Um, Jim and Pam are in the episode and, um, yeah, that's email surveillance. Sorry. I think, I think Michael had a, that's what she said moment for a little bit. Um, but nope. we have... Threat Level Midnight and Email Surveillance. Um a lot of people say that Threat Level Midnight is a mediocre episode just with a cool a cool a cool twist. Are you in that are you in that part party? Yes. Interesting.
0: I think it's a fun episode. It's a memorable episode. Um like once going back to name recognition, Threat Level Midnight, everyone that's an Office fan knows what that is. Yeah. Um Email Surveillance, they might think that is the episode where um, Michael doesn't get invited to Jim's party, which it is, or they might think it's the episode where um, uh, Michael accidentally sends the email of he and Jan to packaging instead of Packer, and then it ends up going around to the office. Yeah. Another email mishap for Michael Scott. Right. That's possible.
1: That's definitely possible. Um, I so- love,
0: I like the episode though. It's a, like, at least the part where they are watching threat level midnight um it is it's very funny uh just to see the characters uh and just see this like really stupid thing that michael scott created
1: right yeah yeah and i'm i'm with you there um so i, I it's just i don't see it as a mediocre episode i think it's i think it's great for plot you see holly interact with michael Um, and most of it is really just them watching it. And I think that's, that's hilarious. And Daryl's like, I put in nights and weekends so that my daughter could get to see a black man as president. I was so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, uh, yeah, I think, I think Threat Level Midnight's a a fantastic episode. I'm not sure it'll get past, um, email surveillance or go very far past that. Um, but to me, Threat Level Midnight is a top 10 episode for me. So I see it. I see it going pretty far um, in this. I just think that's an intriguing matchup, and we'll see how many people recognize email surveillance and vote for it. Um, yeah, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. So those are kind of the episodes, the the matchups that we wanted to highlight. Um, why not you? Why don't we both pick one episode uh, that we haven't talked about yet in the first round that we think is going to be. Um, that we just like or that we want to talk about further. Um, So for me, um, gossip versus goodbye, Michael. I have goodbye, Michael moving on here. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think gossip is one of my actually favorite episodes. The more I think about it, the, the longer that I've spent in this process, Um, even though I had to sneak it in uh, via wild card selection. Mm -hmm. um, And, you know, just the way that we set that up, uh, I'm glad it could make it into this bracket. Um, If you haven't seen Gossip, uh, the episode, uh, go watch it on Netflix because um, you might not remember it. Um, But just, and this is another Andy thing for me, just I'm an Andy stan over here. um, And I think it's hilarious watching Andy freak out because there's a rumor going around that he's gay. And then he's like, wait, am I gay? Um, And I just think that's terribly funny to me. Right. Um, So I just wanted to highlight that. And um, since it's my podcast and I can do whatever I want and you can do this too. um, I'm also just going to throw shouts to casual Friday, which I watched today. Um, This once again is the Kevin's famous chili cold open. And it's also the episode that Michael, Pam, and Ryan come back from the Michael Scott Paper Company. Uh, The salesman, uh, Dwight, tries to lead a coup uh, using invisible ink that he put on a fake memo. Uh, And then he says, "I don't. People are probably wondering how what is what is the invisible ink? It's urine. urine. (laughs) And I think that's hilarious. Um, And then watching um, Michael." Fake fire Pam um, because he tells her that Ryan is getting the sales job. They can only have one salesman left after they give uh, all the old uh, Dunder Miffin salespeople their uh, clients back. So there's only room for one salesman. So Pam or Ryan has to go and can't Mm -hmm. be in sales. Um, And, of course, Michael could not resist and fake fired Pam and hired. said that he hired Ryan, ended up hiring Pam. And then he made a comment that, It was less funny when I fake-hired Ryan and then had to fire him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, those are my two that I wanted to highlight. I think that's fair. Um, So, when we look at at episodes that we want to highlight, there's one to me that I love, and it's something that's grown on me since we made the rankings. Ben Franklin. We talked about it before. This is I wanna, such a niche episode. I want to talk about it some more because literally, I just want to know what was going on in the writing room, where they were like, "Okay, we want to do this episode. Who is a character that we could just throw in here, and it would be it would be funny?" And they just go with scholastic, you know, impersonators, which is something that we've all remember from our time in elementary school. Yeah, But not just that that is a thing that they dive into the impersonator. It's not just like this thing that's just like, ah, oh, here's this impersonator, and then it's gone. Like, the impersonator is a core piece of the episode and starts flirting with the women because the women are treating him like a shipper, And I think that's hilarious. Like, you know... It's and then you have the whole piece where Dwight at the end is like questioning him because he's like I don't care what Jim says that man is not Ben Franklin and he's questioning him like you know who was the who's the king of England and then and like all this stuff and it, it's just it's just hysterical um, and there's there's just so much there and you know Michael feels guilty about having a stripper dance on him at the bachelor party and because he's never been to a bachelor party before and he's just really confused and it's yeah it's honestly an incredible episode. If if you don't remember it, go watch it. If you just remember it because it's Ben Franklin, go watch it again. I mean it is it is iconic. I cannot imagine anyone else just throwing a bomb and that bomb being Ben Franklin into an episode, uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. So that's that's the first one. That's the first one I want to talk about. I want to give that a shout out, and then I'll give a little mini shout out um, to Halloween. Um, or I want to give a no Halloween's great. Fake firing starts there, or, or you know, real firing happens there too. Um, but the fire, the fire is what I really want to talk about. Because Amy Adams guest stars in this episode. Amy Adams is great. Um, and Jim dates Amy Adams, and it's clear that it's not going anywhere. And then they sit around and play, like, de- deserted island games um, while, they're, while they're outside. And you really get to see into each of the characters and how um, inappropriate their minds are. Um, and Oscar, rewatching it is hilarious because Oscar is in the group, but he's still in the closet. So he's playing along like he's straight. And um, I just think I just think that's hilarious because Kevin says Pam when he, when they ask like who would you do and Oscar says, oh yeah Pam because like Oscar is still in the closet. Had, and no one has any idea that he is oh. a homosexual. Yeah. Um. So to me, like the fire is hilarious. You have Jim and Pam playing with Dwight a little bit, and then Dwight finally catching Ryan that started the fire and makes Ryan start of the fire, which is iconic.
0: Nice. All right, Joel, uh, I want to close this one out by us uh, working, just telling everyone who we've picked to make it to the Final Four and who we have winning it all. That sounds great. So uh, here's what I've got. Out of the Annex uh, quadrant, I've got Dinner Party, a prohibited favorite. Yes. Um, Even in the official uh, office Twitter's bracket, they had Dinner Party in the same slot. We have it top left, number one seed. Yeah. Um, even though they might they didn't technically see theirs. Uh, but same position, same same vibes. Um, I also have uh a Cinderella story coming out of the Break Room quadrant. I have Scott's Tots. Wow. Um they have a super recognizable title. Um it's an iconic episode. And I I just think when someone sees something like beach games, um, which is a great episode, definitely going to advance uh, past Casual Friday this week, uh, but I do think that Beach Games is a lot about uh, Jim and Pam, and Scott's Tots is a lot about what The Office is, and that, that type of humor, and just Michael Scott. And I think people love Michael Scott so much, and the error of his ways so much. I do, I do see Scott's Tots... Just purely, if, if for nothing else, purely on uh, name recognition, yeah. uh, getting in Biden style into the Final Four. Interesting. Um, I also have uh, coming out of the conference room quadrant, uh, Fun Run, because mm. it's it's one of my faves, and I love this episode. Um, I just I've had it was it was uh, I was watching it on mute during this podcast, um, so uh, I I'm about that episode um, just just hilarious moments and i I just wanted to to announce one more time uh that i love it uh the andy's nipples chafing stuff I that's that's (laughs) maybe that tells you something about my brand of humor i think that's hilarious um so i've got fun run going i also think that's a kind of a weak quadrant if we're being honest
1: yeah i think yeah i think it's definitely the weakest of the four
0: casino night is a very recognizable episode right um but i think like pure quality wise i would take fun run yeah um and But also, Casino Night's more jam-packed just because it's a, a, a single episode, right. not a double. Like and Fun a Run. huge storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then out of the warehouse bracket, I really struggled with this one. Um, but I did end up taking basketball over the injury here. Um, so, uh, the injury, iconic, basketball, iconic, this is uh, the Duke North Carolina bracket here. This is the, this is uh, two storied franchises uh, going up against each other. This is the Celtics versus the Lakers, um, which I guess you wouldn't get in the Elite Eight of the NBA. Uh, let's say this is um, this is the Celtics versus uh,
1: the the Sixers. The Sixers? Yeah, that sounds good. Think of about like AI. I'm trying. Those times. I'm
0: struggling to think of. You know, stor- another storied franchise in the East the that Bulls? doesn't currently suck. Currently? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's say this is uh this is the Lakers versus uh the Spurs. The Spurs, thank you. Yeah. Or the Lakers versus yeah, we'll say the Spurs or, or the Mavs or whatever. Yeah, Mavs Rockets, I don't know. This is Lakers Spurs right here. And so uh basketball versus the injury, two iconic episodes. I'm picking basketball. If for no other reason than this is a spoof on a basketball tournament bracket. So, okay. um, I have basketball taking on Fun Run, uh, Dinner Party taking on Scott's Tots, Dinner Party and Fun Run meet in the championship episode, and Dinner Party takes the cake
1: as the champion of the bracket interesting dinner party congratulations dinner party you are number one on michael's bracket
0: yes this is who i've picked it does not mean that it will because you listener can vote and we don't get to choose who wins we just set this thing up
1: yeah what do you got so my final four starts out similar to yours. I have dinner party making it. Um, I think I think if anybody's going to beat them, it's going to be the finale, and I don't think that the finale is going to be strong enough to beat dinner party. Um, it I depends on who votes. And y'all vote. I'm a big fan of the finale, but dinner party is incredible. Um, in the bottom bracket, this is in the break room bracket. This is my big knock them out region right here. It has my top three episodes ever in it. My number one episode is beach games um, for everything that happens in that episode. The funny of, of all the games that go on um, with the hot dog eating contest and the sumo wrestling and, and Pam uh, you know, finally conquering her fear, I think that one beats out, go, runs the gauntlet, beats Office Olympics and stress relief to get into the final four um, and beach games from the break room. In the conference room region, I have, wait for it. I have the number seven seed, the return. And I think, you know, you say name recognition is key. And I, you know, I think that might play a part, but I know what that episode is. And I think it's hilarious. So I got the return beating the Dundies and then Ben Franklin and then casino night to make the final four. I think that is a really interesting region where we could honestly see anything from all, any of those episodes, make it out really any of those eight. Um, so, I got the return coming out from the conference room in the warehouse. We have a matchup for me between basketball and threat level midnight. And this was a really tight one. I made a last second change to my bracket and I changed it to threat level midnight, making the final four based on name recognition. Um, No, because basketball is very, very it's very name recognition. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, I love threat level midnight. I, I, you know, in, Some of these, I feel like there's really no explanation besides my heart is connected to that episode, and when it comes to Threat Level Midnight, my heart is connected to that episode. Um, So, I pick Threat Level Midnight, so that's going to make the final four for me. So, my final four is Dinner Party, Beach Games, The Return, and Threat Level Midnight. So, I have two ones and a seven and a three um, as my final four. But... Dinner party. I think that's where the dinner party run ends. I see Beach Games making the championship and taking on The Return again. So that's my Cinderella, The Return. Andy Bernard's key episode, just like blowing it up, and we're making it to the national championship game. But ultimately, I think it falls there as Beach Games takes the crown of the best episode, Dundee. Um, wow. So I got Beach Games running the gauntlet, um, and I think it's honestly unbelievable that the other bracket that the quote-unquote verified office account put on there uh, didn't even have Beach Games on. It there. doesn't
0: even have Beach Games on. It, there? Doesn't, even games
1: on it there? doesn't even have Beach Games on there. Um, so I think that I think these beach people have even seen run. the show. Seriously, <laughs> I feel like they just like find <laughs> gifts and they're like, "Ooh, this is funny," and then they just plop well, it yeah. on there. Okay. Yeah, gifts um, are important. So Beach Games. That's it. All right. Those are our brackets. Cool. So uh,
0: we will uh, get those Twitter polls posted via thread uh, this evening, this afternoon, this evening, uh, so that you can vote. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It means the world. Um, And uh, it looks like I just got a Woj bomb here. That four Brooklyn Nets have tested positive for coronavirus. Whoa! So, uh, you know, stay safe. There's a reason the NBA is canceled. It's not. It's not for no reason. So, um, anyways, that's a that's a that's a completely different topic. Um, but anyways, thank you uh, for listening. Um, we will do another episode uh, for after this round. Uh, so we'll have another podcast. Uh, around the end of the week um, for everyone to listen to and then we will do two more rounds via Twitter poll and we will come in for the final four. Sound good?
1: That sounds great.
0: So, um, Thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, Joel, do you have anything to
1: follow up with? I don't. Please vote for um, our our bracket, our, our choices, and uh, that would be great if you did. Um, and vote on the office, the actual one too, but Ours is better, so yeah. vote on ours.
0: Also, uh, just so we can give as many, as accurate of, of, of an audience response as possible, if you right. wouldn't mind, uh, giving giving it a retweet. Uh, clearly, this is for selfish purposes, um, and I, I want people to be exposed to our tweets, but also um, I want also to, to make good content, and I, I want to do that because uh, we had a lot of responses on our Twitter polls. so. For my brother Joel, this is Michael Klinger signing off of our conversation. Y'all have a good one.